Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Lance. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, and author. But my most important role is wife and mom to our adorable two boys. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side-by-side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. Our Get Social Smart Academy has helped thousands of real estate agents and brokers take back their time and hone their social media strategy. Now, you may know me from social media, or maybe you've seen me from stage, or maybe this is your first time meeting me. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you my success stories and take you behind the scenes into how I got where I am, how I've built our company, how I juggle being a wife, mom, business owner, and so much more. You'll hear from me, but also we'll be showcasing some of the great people we get the pleasure to work with inside of our academy. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, social media geek like me, real estate pro, or a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi there, it's episode 43 of the Katie Lance podcast. And in this podcast, we are going to get real about monitoring your kids online. Whew. Okay, so this might be a little bit of a hot topic, but uh, as a mom of two boys, I have a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old. My oldest just started middle school this past year. Um, I am often asked about kids and their cell phones and, and social media and monitoring kids online and what are my thoughts around that. So I thought I would do a podcast episode just kind of sharing with you my own thoughts, my own um, advice or words of wisdom. I will say full disclosure, I am not an expert on this. I just wanted to share from my own my own experience. I run a social media marketing company. And so a lot of what we do has to do with uh, creating your online presence and telling your online story and creating your social media strategy from a professional standpoint. But because of what I know about social media and what I know about the online world, it also really relates to how I think about it when I think about my kids and their experience and what I allow them to do or not allow them to do. So I'm just going to share with you some of our thoughts, kind of how my husband and I think about it. And again, not telling you what to do one way or the other, just want to share my opinion because I think that a lot of you tune into this podcast. This is one of the things we've heard is a lot of you tune into this podcast for some of the business tips I share or social media tips. But I think some of you also tune in because I think that for a lot of you, you are a mom or you're a dad or you're a parent parent or guardian. And a lot of you have told me that you enjoy when I talk about that part of my life, because let's be honest, when I think about my life, I'm not just, you know, a mom over here and a business person over here. And, a, you know, all I wear lots of different hats as we all wear lots of different hats. And so that's kind of one of the beauties of this podcast is to be able to share just different facets of my life and hopefully share a few things that will be helpful to you. Okay, so in no particular order, I've got a few things I want to share as far as monitoring kids online. I think one of the first things is that you know, things change as, as, as they are in different age groups, right? Like what I think about for my nine-year-old is a little bit different than what I think about for my 12-year-old. And that's just a personal decision. We made the decision, uh, right before my son started middle school to get him his own phone. Now it was not, it was not a brand new phone. No, I got the new phone. (laughs) He got the hand-me-down phone. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to kind of wait because I felt like, gosh, that's so young to get a phone. But the reality of like the time that we're living in right now is that 
you know, my opinion was like, you know what, it's better to get him a phone now and to teach him where he is still, you know, he's still a kid. He's still, he's not a teenager yet. So he's still, uh, is respectful and, uh, is just, I, I would, I won't say naive, but I think innocent in the sense that he's really going to listen to how we are guiding him and, and, you know, giving those recommendations. So we, the backstory here is we gave him a phone before he started middle school because we wanted to spend that summer really kind of working with him, teaching him how to text, how to communicate, uh, you know, and just sort of some, some best tips around that. And as he started to, you know, kind of explore the world a little bit more, we let him go ride his bike with friends. He'd go to the park. He would, um, you know, kind of extend that leash just a little bit. It gave us some peace of mind that he did have a, a phone with him. So, that's one thing. Now, my nine-year-old, of course, would love a phone. He does not have a phone. His his uh, world online really exists in two areas. Number one, on an iPad, which is our iPad that we let him use. Uh, he does a little bit of kids YouTube. That's, I would say, the, the primary thing that he will watch online is kids YouTube. Does a lot of games on iPad. He might go on our uh, computers from time to time for school. He has a Google account for school, so he might do some schoolwork on, on the computer. My 12-year-old, in addition to his phone, also has a Chromebook for school. And same thing, he has a Google account and does some things on his computer for school um, and has started to uh, search out different things online, which, you know, can be... uh, <laughs> just kind of stressful in and of itself. And when I say search out things online, I mean searching out like toys he wants or like Pokemon characters he wants. So I want to just kind of like, I guess, lay the foundation for sort of where our kids are at. And again, every kid's different. Your kids, your family might be a little bit different. So I think the first thing that's important to talk about is just paying attention, right? I think it's really easy when we're tired, when we are busy to just like give our kids a device and not pay attention. And look, I've been super guilty of that. And then I'm always like, kind of woken up when I hear something, right? Like my son will be on his iPad, or I'll hear one of them and I hear a game or I hear a video. And I'm like, what is that? What are you listening to? Right? And I think as a, as a parent, I would imagine a lot of you have probably experienced that. But ultimately, that's, that's like the number one thing is just is paying attention. You know, I told we told our son when he got his phone, we said, Look, this is your phone to use, but it but this is our phone that we're letting you use, right? And what that means is that at any time, we can look at your phone, we can read your text, we can look through your phone, like that's just the way it is, right? And so just setting that expectation, I know at least once or twice a day, I'll look at his phone, I'll look to see who he's texting, I'll look through his search history. And it's not that I'm not trusting him. It's just, I want to, he's still at that age where he's young and I want to be able to, you know, pay attention to what he's watching, what he's listening to, what, what is he searching? And that also goes along to the second point, which is trusting. I think you have to have this balance in my opinion of like paying attention to what your kids are watching, what your kids are playing, but also trusting your kids to make good decisions. And I think as a parent, I really feel in my heart that, not only do we owe it to our kids to teach them how to be responsible citizens, we also have a responsibility to teach them how to be responsible digital citizens, right? Responsible digital citizens. So what does that mean, right? How do we act when someone texts us? You know, what, what's the language that we use when we text back? What, what games are appropriate? How do we interact with people if we're chatting with people online? Do we allow our kids to chat online? Do we allow them to friend their friends in games? And and just having those like open conversations um, and teaching them, uh, you know, 
do's and don'ts and, and, you know, kind of online etiquette and also, again, how to be a good digital citizen. And that also goes along with things like email. You know, I remember my, my older son, I remember asking him like, hey, when's the last time you checked your email? He's like, uh... <laughs> And I realized like, oh, I need to teach him like, you've got to check your email daily, or at least every few days because your teachers are emailing you. And then how do you respond to it to a teacher? How do you compose an email? And those are things that, you know, it would, I, I, on one hand, it would be nice if that was taught in school. But I also like that I'm able to guide and sort of teach my kids on how to do that. So Again, I think there's kind of a balance here of paying attention, looking what, at what your kids are doing, who are they chatting with, what are their games, um, and then trusting them. Along with that is just being aware, just being really aware and cognizant of what it is that they're doing and how long they're spending online. And, you know, I know for a lot of parents will say, oh, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. That's nothing, right? As you guys know, if you're on your phone for 20 minutes, 20 minutes can fly by in the blink of an eye. So I love, especially with the new iPhones, you can see that screen time feature where you can see how long they've been online and you can set limits. You can set limits for how long they they have been online. um, And that might be something to think about. I also think it's aware, it's important to be aware of what they download. So we have a rule in our house. We actually don't let our kids download anything. They have to ask our permission. They don't know our passwords for iTunes. And again, as they get older, that will probably change. That will probably evolve. But where we are right now, they have to ask us. And so what that prevents them doing is just downloading things that they would like to download. It prevents them from spending money on games. It prevents them from just downloading anything that's that's inappropriate. And you know, we throw around that word inappropriate a lot. I have, I like to have really open conversations with my boys about what inappropriate means and why certain things might be appropriate at one level versus another level. And so instead of saying, no, you can't download that. No, you can't be on that app. No, you can't do this. I like to also say why, because I think kids are naturally curious. So it doesn't mean you have to, you know, go down this rabbit hole of like explaining the absolute worst thing that could happen if they talk to a stranger, But I think it also means like being open and honest and talking about the dangers of of some of the things that we're trying to protect our kids from, right? Now, I do want to recommend an app. uh, And a lot of you probably heard of this app. There's an app that we downloaded on my older son's phone that I really like. We've been using it a lot. It's called Life360. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of it. I had never heard of it before uh, before my my son got a phone. And it's a, it's a really great app. I like it. I have it on my phone. My husband has it on his phone. And my son has it on his phone. And basically, and it's a free app. There's also a paid version, but we just have the free, the free version. Basically, what it allows you to do is it allows you, you to basically kind of monitor where your family is, where they are. So, you know, it, it was funny when we first set it up. I remember you know, kind of feeling like, wow, like, we're going to know exactly where all of us are at any given point. And if you don't have anything to hide, (laughs) right, then you have nothing to worry about. Now, on a personal level, I will say for me and my husband, it's kind of nice when I can look on Life360 and see like, oh, great, he's headed home or great, he's at the store, like instead of saying, when are you coming home or where are you or, <laughs> or things like that. But mainly it's on it, it's on Life360 for our son. And so as my son rides his bike to school or as he goes to a friend's house, I can see exactly where he's at. Um, if something happens, like if he falls off his bike or he gets into an accident, 
there's actually a crash detection feature on the app, which is really cool. And it will pinpoint exactly the location that he's at. So if I ever had to go find him or go pick him up. So again, I'm sure there's some workarounds around that. I'm sure as he gets older, there's probably ways to cheat the system and to not let mom and dad know exactly where he's at. But again, as a 12 year old right here, right now, it's an app that gives us a lot of peace of mind. So if you're a parent and you're trying to just keep an eye on where your kids are, that might be an app to, to check out. So those are all just a few things I wanted to share. And then I wanted to share kind of one last tip as far as monitoring your kids online, keeping your kids on safe, safe online. And that is having open conversations with your kids. Um, I love to do this at bedtime. I don't know about you, but I feel like there's something really magical about bedtime, right? You're they're laying down, you're chatting with them. And we have a little bit of a bedtime routine. Um, I've been reading to my kids for years and years. And even as they get older, it's, I think even more special that we continue to read. I've been reading the Harry Potter series out loud to them. And I love that even my 12 year old, especially my 12 year old loves it. And it's just a great way to bond. So our routine is we read every night in bed. Um, and then my kids go to bed. They each have, they used to share a room, but now they have their own room. So I will tuck each one of them in and I spend a little bit of time with each of them having some open conversations. And especially with my 12 year old, I find that it is such a special time just to talk about maybe something that he didn't want to tell me earlier in the day, or, you know, maybe a conversation he's had with a friend or something that went a little weird or just something he wants to ask me for whatever reason, I find like bedtime is such a great time to have those quiet conversations. And so, um, again, depending on your situation, that might be a great opportunity for you just to take a few minutes instead of just saying goodnight, spending a few minutes to be like, Hey, so tell me more about this at school or like, Hey, have you seen such so-and-so lately? You know, instead of saying like, how was your day? Trying to ask more specific questions. And what I've found too, as far as keeping your kids safe is a lot of times it has nothing to do with on their phone, but it's what their friends are doing, right? It's, it's what their friends have downloaded on their phone. And so that's why I think it's really important to talk to your kids about your expectations and keeping them safe, because even though they may not have some of those things they may not be searching things on their phone that they, that you don't want them to search. It doesn't mean that their friends aren't right. So I think having those open conversations about what their friends are, who they're talking to, and, and just having it be a safe space, um, I think is really, really important. So I just wanted to kind of share a few, a few of my thoughts around that. I will link to that Life360 app in the show notes below. Um, but I would, I would love to hear from you. I know this is one of these subjects that's, again, a little bit sticky. It's a little bit hard to talk about because I think everyone's got, you know, their own philosophy on keeping your kids safe online. But I would love to hear from you if you have any tips or apps that you use, anything that you'd like to share that you think would be beneficial to me um, as a mom. I would love to hear that. Uh, feel free to message me on Facebook or Instagram. And if this episode has been really helpful for you, I would love if you'd share this, you know, share this in your, um, you know, in your community, share this on Facebook or Instagram. If you're in a group, maybe you're in a, a parenting group in your local community, this might be a great episode to share over there as well. So anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I sure appreciate it. Um, and again, I, I think this is a topic that is a moving target. We will probably be covering this, I would imagine more than one time <laughs> as our kids grow up. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this podcast, I'd love if you'd subscribe and leave me a review. 
Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at, and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.